All right. Welcome back into the great Scott show, the great sports callers open think tank ESPN 1420 ESPN 1420.com and the ESPN 1420 app joining me now, the head coach of Louisiana raging Cajun women's basketball team. The last time we chatted with them, they were uh, one win away from setting a new school record for most consecutive wins. Well, they did that last Thursday. Then they extended the school record to 11 straight on Saturday with wins against ULM. Coach Gary Broadhead is our guest now. Good morning, Gary. You staying warm? Oh, trying to, man. I tell you what, I'm not a cold weather fan, so it's a little tough, but uh, trying to stay as warm as we can. All right, Gary. Well, you know, first off, um, you know, I know Thursday night you guys lost uh, lost Ty Doucette early, and um, Meme Holman really picked up the load scoring-wise. But before I get into any of the, the, the two matchups, just real quick, any updates on Ty? How is her ankle doing? Oh, it's great, man. I tell you what, we, uh, you know, athletic staff's been doing great. She's you know, got the swelling down. and She possibly could have played a little bit Saturday, uh against ULM, but we just kind of kept her out. Uh, and coming back and looking at it, uh, she looks like she's going to be able to play, play this week. So, you know, it was a pretty pretty, pretty bad sprain, but it uh, it looks like it's going to be – she looks like she'll be ready on uh, on next week. All right. Well, this Friday you guys will be in Arlington on uh, Saturday as well against UTA. But that Thursday win um, last week where you, you reached the historic 10th consecutive victory first time in the 50-year history of the program to do it, uh, May May Holman, you know, she comes in uh, career high for her, 24 points. And what struck me, Coach, when we talked to her after the game is that she said no one really had to tell her anything. Like I said, did the, did the staff say, hey, look, you need to pick up some of the scoring load? She said, no, I just knew that I had to. I just put it upon myself to do that. Um, you know, for a sophomore, uh, you, you, you see her on the court, you might think, oh, she's not the biggest player out there, but seems like she's got um, pretty big confidence in herself to just go out there and as a sophomore say, I know what I got to do here, and then go out and get it done. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. You know, she does have a lot of confidence. She's exactly right. She, you know, I call it instant offense. She's always looking to score. You know, when she catches the ball, that's the main thing. She's she's trying to look for her shot. She's not. She won't shy away away from it. So, you know, I think that's the biggest thing for her. She's always. You know, I mean, she. I, to me, I like it. You know, it's, you want that type of kid that wants to look to to score and all that and that's a that's a big thing for her you know she's getting better defensively and I think that's what's kind of kept her off the court in the past you know the last couple of years is you know can she get better defensively and she has but uh yeah I, I, you know just you know you didn't have to tell her to score she, she was always looking to score what, what else uh, stood out to you about the win last Thursday I just think that you know I mean time went down with 20 seconds into the into the game and you know for us to adjust to not having you know our all-conference player or, you know the kid that we really go into the inside that opens up the outside game uh and and really defends on the inside blocking shots and all that how are we going to adjust to it and i thought we did really well i got i mean you got to give it all to them you know they were able to to make the adjustment even though it was adversity and fight through adversity and the struggles to get through the game. So I think that was the biggest thing for me was, you know, God, this team continues to, to find a way to win and uh, even without their best players. So I, I was I was impressed by that. 
And then uh, you guys didn't have her on Saturday in Monroe, but talked about Mame Hallman having a career day. It's funny, I asked you last week your thoughts on Brandy Williams and, and how she had played to this point in the season. Well, Saturday she picked a good time to have a career day. 32 points on a day when you guys needed uh, just about every one of them, Coach. I mean, it was a game with a lot of lead changes, but to me, obviously, she was the, 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 the headline of the story in terms of how that game played out. Yeah, she came out. You know, she's been kind of struggling a little bit scoring. Uh, I mean, actually not even scoring, but shooting the ball. You know, to me it's like when, when really good shooters are making shots, they start to sh- their shots start to become flat. And that was kind of happened to her, you know, and we talked about it during the week. And we actually had an assistant coach working with her specifically on trying to get a little bit more arc on her shot and all that. You know, that was something that was important. And, it didn't pay off on Thursday. We didn't see it Thursday, but we—I I felt confident that you could see the improvement in it. And uh, you know, that Saturday it just showed up. I mean, five for seven from the three, and you know, getting to the rim, nine for nine from the free throw line. That, I mean, that's the Brandy Williams that we know, and it was kind of exciting to see that. But you know, we we knew it as a coaching staff that it was going to come. You know, and uh, you know, sometimes you got to keep on working. And, and and not give up on it. And I think that's what she did. You know, we've got to give her credit for continuing to work and an assistant coach to do that. How was the uh, how was the bus ride back on Saturday? Oh, it was awesome. It was fast. You know, I was kind of surprised. It felt like we got back in an hour. You know, everybody was saying, Coach Barnett said we're off if we get back in an hour. So the bus driver was really trying to get us back. So <laughs> we got back early and, I tell you, the kids were actually quieter than I thought it was going to be. I thought, you know, usually it's really loud, and, but it was kind of quiet. And everybody, nobody was really sleeping, but everybody knows that uh, we finally have a Sunday and Monday off. You know, we get a couple of days off. It's been a three weeks since we had any any days off, so I think they were kind of excited about that opportunity. Good time to get some rest, especially with the uh, the freeze outside. Coach Gary Broadhead, our guest, Rage Cage Women's. Head basketball coach as they uh, defeated ULM for the 14th consecutive time on Saturday, but won their 11th straight win this season, improving to 12 and 5, 11 and 1 in conference play. It's a school record. What's the key coach against UTA, a team that you guys faced? Um, well, you know, you guys faced once this year um, in a in a makeup game that you got the win. What's the key now as you head there because you just. You just played them, what, I think a week ago today. Now you prepare for them again on the road. How do you keep this winning streak going? Well, I think for for the main thing, we talked about it last time, what was the key was to not have turnovers, and we did that. I think we had six turnovers, the lowest in the, of any game we had all year, you know. And so I think we got to keep the turnovers down. I think we got to make sure that we rebound. That's always going to be our Achilles heel as a team is can we rebound. And and then also be aggressive on the defensive side, you know, put pressure on them, try to get them to turn over the ball. So uh, you know, it's it's uh, if we can kind of repeat uh, what we did a week ago, which is always kind of hard to do, is that would be big for us. Coach Gary Broadhead, our guest, ESPN fourteen twenty. Uh, that game this Friday, seven o'clock tip off, six forty five pregame. Gary, uh, I always appreciate you taking the time on. Um, Typically, we talk to you on Tuesdays, but tomorrow's Mardi Gras. Truth be told to the listeners, we're recording this actually Sunday evening because of the expected freeze Monday morning. So I know the timing might feel a little off, but um, 
you know, the timing for your team, whether it be – here's my last question for you, Gary. You've had these swings this year where the offense goes cold for a stretch. We saw it in, in the third quarter uh, on Saturday, and then you followed it up with a 22-point quarter in the fourth. But it seems like every time you guys have had one, at least during this winning streak, your defense and you guys are able to overcome it and, and shoot your way out of it or score your way out of it. Whenever things start to go a little cold offensively, do you guys even need to talk about it, or have you been through it enough where you know, look, this is just going to be a short stretch? You know, we always did. We always did talk about it. You know, we talked about making stops, making stops. And I noticed this Saturday, it wasn't me saying it. It was them, you know, like the Kim Burton. I'm looking over, and we always meet as a coaching staff before we go into the, the, the timeout. Uh, and we, you know, we're discussing what we're going to do. And I'm looking at Kim Burton. She's saying it already. We have to make stops. This is what we need to do. So they, they've really bought in. You know, we don't really have to say it anymore. They know that it's going it, to. Everything's going to be predicated on our defense. And you know, to me, that's kind of, kind of why we are. You know, 11 straight. You know, that the kids are truly bought in and they believe in what we're doing. And uh, the battle in any sport you do now is. Can you get the kids believe to believe in the culture? Can believe in the system? Those things are important. So now you're in your ninth season here, Coach, and you, you told us, uh, you know, to, to harp on what you just said. You told us, I guess, it was Thursday evening. You said the thing about this year's team is, you know, they're a team. They really don't care who gets the glory. They communicate well, and that part just stood out to me. They communicate well, like you just said. Now it's to that point where they're telling each other and they're not always having to hear it from you. From a communication standpoint, where would you rank this year's team compared to the previous eight you've coached here at UL? You know, I would say, you know, one of the the best teams, you know, not only communicating, but leadership. You know, the leadership is one of the things that, to me, we've been lacking, you know, and some of the things that, as coaches, we talk about that, hey, we're just going to do it. But this team has the leadership. You know, the teams, they believe in one another. Uh, I mean, I know we met last night concerned about, hey, we're getting a couple of days off. Uh, let's make sure that we take care of our business as far as far staying away from wearing our mask, doing all those things. I met with everybody individually last night. Uh, you know, we need to make one more game to make the 75% that the conference is saying. Uh, and so, you know, those things uh, – are important, but it comes from them. And when it comes from the players, a player-led team is much better than a coaches-led team. I, I've always believed in that. And I think that's, yeah, they're number one when it comes to that. This is the best player-led team that I've ever had. And real quick, Coach, just to uh, verify, you say one more game to get to 75% of the conference games played. What was the requirement in regards to that from the conference? Well, it looks like there's going to be everybody's going to play like 16.6 games, and so the 75% would be 13 games, and we're right at 12. So we need one more because if you don't meet that, then you become dead last. We go, we could actually go from being in first place to the dead last team if we don't meet the 75%. So that's a really concern of mine to make sure that we get one more game in before. Uh, we get into the tournament. Well, there you go. Right now, you guys atop the Sun Belt Conference. Uh, you take on UTA this Friday and Saturday, Little Rock the following weekend, and just like that, it'll be conference tournament time after that. But um, I, I don't blame you, Coach, for wanting to get that next game in, considering the amount of games 
that have either been canceled or postponed this season. But uh, it seems like whatever's come your way here over the last few months, you guys have just tackled it head on and uh, and had a lot of success with it. So appreciate it, Coach. Final question for you. So on a day like today where players are off, you're off, it's everyone's saying stay off the road, what's what's Coach Broadhead doing? He has some spare time to just kind of kick back and relax a little bit. Are you going to binge watch something? Are you going to listen to some Garth Brooks, maybe make a homemade margarita? What's, 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 on, the, what's on the docket today, Coach? Uh-huh. I'm doing it all, man. I went to mass this morning and uh, it was able to celebrate that. And then, you know, did a little brunch at poor, you know, I live out in Youngsville area, did a little brunch at poor. And one of my friends wanted me to come by fat patch and, you know, so yeah, we make our kind of rounds and, you know, being safe and all that, but uh, yeah, just kind of enjoying the day off of, you know, being away from basketball, not watching. I watched a little bit of Tennessee, Texas A&M, Texas A&M game. But, you know, just uh, enjoying the Sunday. And, you know, to me, it's uh, it's God's day. So um, I've, I've had a good one. Amen. Coach Broadhead recording with us on a Sunday night. Aaron here on Monday morning. Stay safe, Coach. All the best. As always, man, we appreciate the time. All right, Scott. Appreciate you. Go Cajuns.